Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. We know very little about this man. Oh, we know the name of his father. We know that he lived in Judah. But outside of that, nothing more is known of him. His name is such a common name that it's used for at least 12 different people in the Bible. And yet, this man was led of the Holy Spirit to pen one of the most amazing prophetical books in the Old Testament. His name is Joel. We're journeying through Joel today. Joel's name means Jehovah is God, and indeed, he is God. Many people believe that he may be the oldest of the writing prophets, and if indeed that's true, it's possible that this man Joel could have actually known people like Elijah or Elisha. He would have gone back that far. This is, a, this is an ancient message with a very present-day application. I want to read to you one verse, and I want you to hear it with your heart. It's Joel chapter 2 and verse number 13. The Bible says, And rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth Him of the evil. Someone has called Joel the prophet of the rent heart. They take that term from Joel chapter 2 verse 13 where he says that we are to rend our heart and not our garments. You see... Joel is writing to a people, God's people, who are standing on the edge of captivity, who are looking at impending judgment. God's going to deal with them. As a matter of fact, before they even go into captivity, God's going to judge them right at home in their own land. That's specifically what Joel is writing about. And yet, he says there's hope. Facing judgment, there is hope. And what is the hope? The hope is if you'll rend your heart, if you'll break your own stubborn heart and will down, and humble yourself before God. And don't rend your garments. He says, just some outward religious show. That's not what God is looking for. Man looks on the outward appearance. God's looking on the heart. God wants to know that you've truly humbled yourself and repented. And if you will repent, God will. Listen to the rest of the verse. For he, God, is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. In other words, if you'll change your mind, God will change His mind. Isn't that powerful? Repentance is us responding to God's revelation. And when we repent, then God responds to our response to Him. Now, there's a phrase used throughout the book of Joel. It is used 30 times in the Old Testament, but it's used five times in this one book. And it's this phrase, the day of the Lord. Anytime you hear the phrase, the day of the Lord, that is a, a phrase that's always connected to judgment. One way to remember it is this. We say, well, this is, this is the age of man. And it is. Man's invention and man's progress. Men have their day. But someday, that ends. And at the end of the day of man, guess what comes? The day of the Lord. God always has His day in the end. That's the day of judgment. Now, there are two days mentioned in the book of Joel and referred to by this phrase, the day of the Lord. The first was an immediate day of the Lord that Judah was facing. It was a locust plague. You can read in chapter 1 and chapter 2 about an army coming through. 
Chapter 2 actually gives more detail about it. It wasn't an army of men. It was an army of locusts. Now, that may not sound like much to you. We say today, well, I, I hate when the locusts come around every few years and they, they make that terrible noise. That's a nuisance. That's annoying. That's not what we're talking about. No, the kind of locust that's being uh, discussed here in the book of Joel, literally, you can read about it in history. It happened in many different parts of the world. When the locusts would invade, they literally would eat everything in their path. Everything in front of them would be green. Everything behind them would be brown. So they would eat up the fields. They would eat up the, the fruit of the vine. They would destroy all the trees. In other words, the livelihood, uh, the source of sustenance would be destroyed. And so uh, even Moses in Deuteronomy 28 foretold a, a locust invasion. So in some ways, Joel is the prophet of the Pentateuch. He makes 25 references to, to Moses' writings, and that's significant because he's going to to warn about the same type of invasion that Moses alluded to. It was an immediate day of the Lord, eating up everything in its path. But there's a greater day of the Lord. And this was not an immediate day of the Lord. It was an impending day of the Lord. And that was final judgment and restoration. And may I say to you, there are moments, even in our own nation, where God sends judgments. God deals with us in immediate ways in response to our sin. But friend, that's not all. No, there's coming at the end of time, the Lord's day, where there will be judgment. And God will restore all things as He wants them here on this earth. On that day, man is going to bow in the presence of a holy God. God's going to have His way. And that is the message of the book of Joel. As a matter of fact, one of the most famous verses in the Old Testament prophets is found in Joel 3 and verse 15, where the Bible says, or excuse me, verse 14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Oh, my friend, we all have a decision to make, don't we? Now, the first part of this book deals with judgment. The last part of the book deals with hope. You must choose which one you want. What do you want for your life? Do you want God's judgment on your disobedience and rebellion? Do you want God to have to rend everything? Or would you prefer to rend your own heart now? to repent, to come clean with God, and out of that, enjoy the fruit and the life that only God can bring. Oh, friend, only through repentance is there real hope. Now, one interesting feature in the book of Joel is that Joel gives us the first promise of Pentecost. That's right. He gives us the first promise that there's coming a day when the Holy Spirit is going to come and be poured out on all flesh. That happened in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. It's prophesied in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. The Bible says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my Spirit. So that has come to pass. Aren't you glad that everything God foretells, He fulfills? The Spirit has been poured out now on all flesh, not just a few, but on all flesh who will believe on Him. Men and women receive the Holy Spirit at the moment they trust Christ as their Savior. And so we're living in the age of the Spirit. But don't stop in verse 29. If you read on, you see what God promises to come even after that. He says in verse 30, And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And may I just ask you, 
If the first part of that promise was fulfilled literally, don't you think the last part will be as well? If indeed the Holy Spirit came exactly as Joel prophesied, don't you think judgment will come exactly as Joel prophesied? Oh, yes. See, we're living right now between verse 29 and verse 30. These Old Testament prophets didn't understand the New Testament church. It was a mystery. Paul tells us that later in Scripture. It was hidden from them. But what they did see were they saw these mountain peaks of prophecy. They saw the Spirit coming. Hallelujah, that has happened. And they looked beyond that and saw a day of judgment coming. And my friend, that's going to happen as well. And if you want hope and not judgment, rend your heart and not your garments. Make today a day of repentance, of turning to the Lord, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth Him of the evil. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.